You are listening to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Network. Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne is a daily broadcast that looks at issues facing the black community. Join us to get a biblical perspective, detox from misinformation, and ground yourself in truth. Black America, I believe that you can have it all. Financial success, community stability, an enjoyable life, and more than enough money in the bank if you know biblical success principles and tactics based on truth. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne on the Just Truth Podcast Network. My name is Apostle Dwayne Hughes. You may not realize this, but God is at war with all lies and every liar. On this show, I share truth from the Word of God that exposes the lies and stereotypes that oppress black Americans and manipulate Christians while revealing wisdom to liberate you into the wonderful purposes he has for you and for your life. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done, or even where you're at right now. God wants to partner with you and help you in your situation. So why not open your mind and consider what I have to say in the next 30 minutes? You may hear something that could revolutionize the entire course of your life. You've got nothing to lose. So let's begin. Good morning. Welcome to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. Um, today is Thursday. Thursday is a very good day for me on this show. I get to uh, do the uh, right after Just Truth. Um, I get to do um, Manifesting the Mind of Christ, um, which is you know, one of my favorite shows only because, um, you know, in that show, we get to really just talk about spiritual stuff and, and, and things that, that, that will help you in your walk and in, in the supernatural being like Jesus. So that's a, one of my favorite shows that comes on right after this one at eight. So, um, and so in any case, my name is Dwayne Hughes, Apostle Dwayne Hughes. Um, I'm, you know, minister called to preach the gospel, but you know, one of the things, there's a number of things that the Lord has laid on my heart to do in my particular ministry. And um, some of those things are not what you see happening a lot nowadays. You know, uh, um, basically, if Jesus didn't do it, we shouldn't be doing it. He's the model. Okay. He is the model. And and everything we do and say should be modeling what he does or what in what he did because he's our captain he's the example he's everything he's the mirror but so many times we are caught up in what we what's in religion religion is just a bunch of kookiness things that people do that have not that really don't necessarily have anything to do with God, but people do them and they think they're serving God. As a matter of fact, the devil's very good at giving people religion. He doesn't want you to have a real relationship with God, but he wants you to do a bunch of things that not only are make you powerless in your own life, but then you, you perpetuate the powerlessness in other people's lives. I, you know, Basically, it's the opposite of what ministry is supposed to do. What ministry is supposed to do is connect people to God. So, so you have this earth that 
operates. There's systems and things in the earth that operate. And as a person, you got to get good at at just doing the the things that you have to do just to live. You got to, you know, learn to get a, a, a trade or a job or a career. You got to learn how to, to interact interpersonally with other people. You got to learn how to deal with the weather and the environment. You got to, you got to do all these different things for a period of time and then you die. And so, so you just have regular life happening. You got to pay bills and, and, and deal with conflict and strife and lack and, 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 and having things. I mean, there's so many things that you have to manage just as a normal person in daily life. But then on the other, there's another level to it where we're supposed to, as believers, you know, we've come into the understanding that there's a God out there, a real one, who's going to judge you based on how you managed all that other stuff and whether or not you, you, you made the most important choice in the world, which was to give your life to him. And so, and so here you have, as people, everybody, you have this life that you have to manage. But then on top of that, you have this, this God that's out there, you know, who's going to judge. And so, and so just for everyone, everyone has to, to, on a daily basis, just figure out their life. And, and that extra level of finding God, that's something that, that is, is probably the most important thing that goes overlooked. And so people, need to have a trusted source to be able to tell them, look, if God is actually speaking, if there is really a God and he's actually speaking, they need to have a trusted source to be able to go to and say, you know, this person is telling me the truth. And so one of the problems that we have right now is that in the day that we live in, the church has never been more powerless I know that's kind of an oxymoron, more powerless. Let me say it in a different way. The church has never been as weak as it is right now. The church has never had the, as little influence in the earth as it does right now. You are in the midst of the weakest church that the world has ever seen, period. We're right in the midst of it. And the problem is not, it's it's not because of, well, let me just say this. You are in the midst of the weakest church that the United States has ever seen. Let me say it like that. Okay, because there's, there's powerful believers everywhere in the earth. But here we have, we have so much weakness and, and, in the church that that it really is a big problem we're we're the biggest reason why the church isn't spreading why why the word of god isn't preached why the, why people aren't held accountable why this country is 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 running head first into all manner of things it's it's us it's coming from us it's it's our we're the ones because if you take the salt out of the soup, the soup is bland. You need the salt in the soup. And if we're the salt, then the soup ain't going to have any flavor if we're not salty. Uh, if, if, the, um, if you take the light out of the room, the room's going to be dark. Because we're supposed to be the light. Then if we're not bringing light, then the room's going to be dark. And the problem is that we have been duped into thinking a lot of things, but one of the main ones is that we have to be nice to everybody. That's one of the, 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 the 
the devil's best tricks is to make the church think that we're all supposed to be super nice. We're, we're not supposed to offend anybody. We're supposed to just be so docile and 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 weak, not meek. They, they, we don't even know the meaning of the word meekness. Meekness is power under control. It's the difference between, um, you know, uh, power, like let's say lightning. Lightning is electricity. So is the, the socket on the wall. One is under control. The other one isn't. One wrecks stuff. The other one, you know, empowers things. That's just power under control. And so that's what meekness is. Meekness is having power, but being under control under the control of the most high God and, and able to operate. Now, so today's message, um, if Jesus is the truth, then why do so many Christians lie? I have to tell you, you know, this message, you know, the Lord kind of started working on me with this yesterday, but he didn't really cement it for me until this, this morning as to exactly how he wanted me to, to talk about the subject. But there are some things right now and, and it really starts with the ministers. There's some things that are happening right now in the United States and really around the world in a lot of uh, evangelical and mainline churches. There's, there's, there's all kinds of things. But I'm going to talk about some things that are really just that give the world an excuse to not believe. And it's coming from us. And God is not pleased. Okay. Let's talk about it. So in the scriptures there that I've um, uh, included in the message today, I included the Ten Commandments. And the reason I included the Ten Commandments is because, you know, we're held accountable to that. You know, this is the measuring stick that, you know, we're supposed to, um, you know, at least consider when we're when we're going about our daily life, especially when we minister and do church services okay and so one of the ten commandments well first is exodus, exodus 20 verse 3 says god says thou shalt have no other gods before me so he's god anything that you say is more important anybody that you follow uh above if god says don't do this and someone else says do something else and you do the other thing then that person has become your god OK, and so if you have anybody that you esteem higher than what the word of God tells you, that person is your God. You have made yourself an idolater. OK, and so. Um, and so let's see here. I mean, there's a bunch of them. We can go. Down, we can go down the list here, but I'm going to just go to. Uh, right here. OK. Exodus 20, verse 16, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, there's a lot of different scriptures about not bearing false witness, but basically the point is thou shalt not lie. Okay. Okay. You shall not lie. You should not lie. So right now, a big thing that we have in church is, uh, is this um, slain in the spirit. It's not just the slain in the spirit. It's being pushed over. Now, a lot of times people who are not from the church, okay, people who are not Christians, they know not to just let anybody push them over. 
as a as a human being, you know when you once you learn to walk and stand that that you are not supposed to fall. And the scripture says, uh, you know, stand. After you've done all you can do, stand. It says it says uh, so many different things about standing. Stand in the power of the Lord. Stand in the name of the. I mean, there's so many things about standing. But yet, we go into these church services, and people are being pushed over. The preacher comes and lays his hand on your head, and he and he does this thing. He pushes somebody over, and the people. Now you got, okay. So, do I mean, am I supposed to be expecting something? I mean, you know, and and so you got peer pressure. You got all kind of things working on people. And some people just flop. They just lay down and they flop. Uh, quick story: I have a niece that you know we were in a church uh, uh, some years ago, and and you know the pastor came by and laid hands on her, and she was slain down there, and some of the other little girls. And I saw her with her foot. She was trying to tap the foot of my daughter, who wasn't, who didn't go down. She was like, she was, she was laying on the ground, pretending to be asleep, but she had her foot. She was kind of like doing this number. And, and I, and, and that day I talked to the pastor after that, that day. Um, and, and that's when they asked me to leave that church because here you got kids and adults being trained to do, to lie right there in, in the church service. Here you came to church to get to know God. And now you got to pretend that you're falling down or, or pretend that you got slain in the spirit and pretend, you know, and, and now you got people, you know, doing things where they're, they're just like, they got superpowers. They're slaying people. They're just waving their hand and people are falling down. And it's like you, you, it's like people have to hear, hear people have all this wickedness and, and, and falseness out in the world. And they're trying to, they go, they go to church thinking that they're going to find the truth. And then they got all these theatrics. They got the theatrics of, of trying to, you know, of these people telling them that now you got to pretend. Here, Jesus says he's the truth. Don't lie and all these other things. But now you got to pretend that you're actually, uh, um, that you've been knocked out by God and you're just playing. That's a problem. That's a very big problem. And you need to stop. If you're doing that in your ministry, stop. Not only if you're doing it as a minister, but if you're in a ministry that's doing that, don't go with that. Because if you lay down and pretend that that preacher, uh, you know, that God slayed you in the spirit and God didn't, you just lied. And if the minister who's over you is wanting you to do that kind of thing and you do that instead of calling them out and telling them, hey, man, that's a lie and stop telling people to do this mess. You don't see that anywhere in, in, in Jesus ministry where People were just, he was laying hands on people and everybody was falling out and, or, or the disciples. It's nowhere in the scripture that there's times when people appeared, an angel appeared and, and people fainted and stuff like that. But, but that's not, you know, or times when people were taken up in the spirit, but, but that's not like every day, but we got this stuff happening every day. Like everybody's got, you know, like people just walking on water and, and that's not, that's not the case. You know, God doesn't want you to be, um, <clears throat> Kooky. Now I'm going to talk about this more in the next message uh, when I talk when I when I go into um, um, in um, manifesting the mind of Christ because there's some there's an opposite side of this that we're actually supposed to walk in. Okay, so 
another one is this um, this church dance. And so, you know, you really don't know how to act. You know, you try and go in these places and you're, and you're trying to, you know, give the Lord a chance to move. Why is he moving on everybody else but not me or whatnot? And so I know a lot of people are just confused. A lot of people are confused. But there's this other one, um, this church dance. And so basically what happens is the musicians start to play this tune. And next thing you know, it takes over the whole service. The pastor's got to go along. All the people got to go along. Now everybody's dancing. And what you've done there is you've worshiped an idol. Okay. And so now, now keep in mind, the devil loves these kind of things in churches. He loves that. That's, that's, the, that's where he gets, that's where he gets the most people to leave. When he sees, you know, that's where he nullifies your testimony. Here people think that you're just resolute and and you're uh and you're so forthright and all this other stuff. Then they come to church with you and then they gotta go along with you playing along with this with this mess. That's why they don't show up twice. That's why all of a sudden they get real busy or they stop listening to you, uh, what you have to say anymore. Because once they once they saw you leave that environment where you're actually strong and then go to church and get weak, that, that says something to them. And they say, I don't want to be part of that. Okay. So, um, but uh, uh, hold on. Let me see here. There's a, a another scripture that I put in here for you where that's concerned. Um, so we go to Daniel. Um, we go to the book of Daniel, chapter three. And, uh, and so I put this in here for you, just a little excerpt. And right here. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 4, I'll just read 4 and 5. Uh, then an herald cried aloud, uh, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, the, uh, verse 5, that at what time ye hear the sound of the coronet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar hath set up. Fall down and worship the image. When you hear the music, you fall down and worship the image that the devil has set up. You, you think that that's the image of God? Everybody all of a sudden just starting to dance like, like you've been taken over? Like, like now that they're playing this music, like the spirit's just moving on you and you know that you're doing it? That's the devil. You're lying. You're worshiping the devil. That's an idol. God is not pleased with the church dance. He's not pleased with any of this fakeness that a lot of people are doing because what you're not you're doing two things. One is you're you're hurting your own testimony. You're you're uh, you're hurting your relationship with God. And then you're also affecting other people. These are the kind of things that cause people to say, I don't want any of that formal religion. I don't want any of that going to church stuff. You know, I, I, you know, I, I believe in God, but uh, something about them churches, something about that church, that should not be said. And 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 it's this kind of formal peer pressure that the devil has put in in the in into the places where you're supposed to be going to get close to God. That's 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 doing more harm than good. You're preaching against the gospel when you do stuff like that. You're telling the people, no, we believe and we're real, but we're fake. But what God wants is people who are going to be forthright, righteous, and able to stand by themselves. You know, I mean, I mean, where is that? 
you know, God is not pleased with a lot of this fakeness. And and really, you know, the, the people who are 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 going along and faking, you got a lot of people who really are are just sheep. And and the Lord wants us to be sheep, not not in that we're we're we just follow easily or whatnot, but we follow him. We're his sheep, not anybody else's sheep. To him, we're sheep. To the world, we're lions. Because he leads you into doing what he does, what he did, and saying what he said. And 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 I would encourage anybody to read the four gospels and put yourself in the position of Jesus and see yourself saying what he said when he said it. And I'm going to tell you something, it's not going to be easy and it's definitely not going to be a peer pressure thing. You're not going to, you're going to be on the opposite of peer pressure. John the Baptist called from out. John, he, he told people, you know, he was out in the, in the, in the, in the desert by himself or, or in the, in the wilderness. And the people came out there to hear the word of God and he was telling them the truth. He wasn't hanging out with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and all the people who had all the nice clothes in the temple, even though he was in the line of the high priest. He was he was next in line. He could have been right in there, but he but he went out. God draws his people out of religion. The, the high priest and, and all the uh, the religious authorities, aren't they the ones that crucified Christ? That's why the church was started from the people outside. Because sometimes what happens is the devil just gets in and takes over that organization. But he can't take over the organism. What can happen, though, is that we can give over the organism. You're the organism. Your testimony, your life before God, you are the organism. And so you don't want to give that over. You don't give that to nobody. You know, God called you to be strong. God called you to be, to be an outcast if you have to be. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be full of fire. Fire burns stuff up. Yeah, it cooks food, but it also burns. Fire is not, you know, I mean, you got to understand God doesn't want you to be weak in your testimony. And if and and if we are making weak believers because, you know, Jesus said, you, you know, talking to the Pharisees, he said, here you go you know, a thousand miles to make one disciple. And by the time you're done make, making that one disciple, they're, they're more a child of the devil than you are. He's not, Jesus isn't impressed by you having one disciple. He's not impressed by you getting, you know, even a thousand, 10,000 people. God's not impressed with that. At the first, at the first uh, Pentecost, they baptized, Peter got up, spoke one time and they baptized 3,000 uh, men, and that's not even counting the women and kids, it's probably triple that because there's always two to three times as many women in church as men. I mean, you got to understand, you know, there's power, but it's not going to come if you're in compromise. If you preach compromise, if you accept the preaching of compromise, if you play along, all you're doing is hurting your own testimony. And God is not mocked. He's he's the truth. He's not going to he's not going to just turn a blind eye to that. He's going to measure your walk. Every believer needs to understand that God is going to measure your walk. You know, it's it's all of us. We all have to understand that he's going to hold us all to an account. All of us. All of us. Okay? And so and so if if you're being tempted to fake the funk and all that other stuff, don't do it. Okay, let me go to another one here. Um I'm going to hit and I'm I'm really just hitting a few, but there's more. 
There's more. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of things that we do that you cannot say if you actually read the Bible that you could see anybody that God has called saying and doing. We've got all these fake traditions that we need to turn away from. God does not like tradition. What he does is he gives instruction. And we're supposed to be obedient to the instruction. And certain things are different per the time that you live in. But there's still there's still a, a, a bedrock of it, of how it's supposed to be. And so, you know, um, but the bottom line is, you know, again, I'm just I'm just talking and I'm, I'm telling you what the Lord is giving me to say. And 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 it's scripture. So so you can accept it or not. But but you're going to take these scriptures. OK. Uh, this one's coming from um, Timothy. No, Titus. Titus two, uh, verse six and six to eight. Young men likewise exhort uh, young men likewise exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing. Oh, I'm sorry, this was what I actually had for um, this is gonna be for manifesting the mind of Christ. My fault. Okay. Uh, in, in order. Okay, First Corinthians, First Corinthians, chapter fourteen, and I'm coming up on the end of my time. Let all things be done decently and in order. Okay. Now, for this one, I want to talk about the speaking in tongues. All right. So, going up to verse uh, twenty-six and twenty-seven. Uh, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath the psalm, hath the doctrine, hath the tongue, hath the revelation, hath an interpretation. Uh, let all things be done, let all things be done unto edifying. If any man speak in an unknown un if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or at the most three in that course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to uh, himself and to God. Okay. You got these, a lot of people, some people actually speak in tongues. God has given people, certain people tongues, but it ain't everybody. And so why all of a sudden do people who don't even know God, they come to church and, and they got tongues too. Don't you know, witches have tongues. I mean, come on. We got, we got to, if you don't, if God isn't moving on you to speak, and there's not an interpreter or an interpretation and you don't know what you're saying, you know, uh, you, you might want to just kind of pull back from that. Don't do it if God isn't telling you what to say and do, period. We need to cut out a lot of this stuff that's, that, that causes unbelievers to come in and say, that's fake, and, and leave. Let them come in and see fire. Let them come in and see a bunch of real stuff and leave if they want to. But don't let them come in and see you faking the funk and then leave because you actually did it. Okay, so that's the end of uh, Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne for today. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign out and uh, sign into um, um, Manifesting the Mind of Christ. And uh, thank you so much.
Thank you again for tuning in to Just Truth with Apostle Dwayne. We hope that these messages are ministering to you and empowering you to make a difference in your life. Please don't forget to subscribe to our RSS feed so that you never miss a new episode and don't forget to tell your family and friends. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.